this is the long show, and uh, I'm calling it, They Think They Do the Lord's Bidding. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for life and for the opportunity to share messages that hopefully are about you. Pray your spirit will guide, bless Mags and Wendy as they are putting this out to people to watch and to consider in the archives. And uh, we just pray that uh, seekers of truth will find it. And the things I say that are that uh, are incorrect will be forgotten in Jesus name. Amen. You know, um, when I was younger, even into my TV 20 days, I used to think that it was uh, uh, important for a man to be tough. I thought it was important for a man to be hard. And I thought I had to prove my masculinity through harsh words and tough demeanor and, and, uh, really the opposite of what Christ taught about being meek. I, I really thought it was important to be smarmy and smart alecky and quick witted and to throw all kinds of stuff out that would own people and make them laugh, et cetera, et cetera. Like many of you, I grew up in an age without much advanced technology. In fact, when Texas Instruments came out with a calculator, that was big time. I mean, that was huge in my world. Or when dial phones, we went from dial phones to push button. If you had a push button phone, man, you were really a modern family in my world. Many people, uh, when I was a kid, still only had black and white television, even though a color uh, television had been out for a number of years. And uh, things were slower. They were less invasive. We didn't have at our fingertips... As everyone knows, all these technological advances that help us be so efficient in many ways and so distant in others. Since the 60s uh, have been introduced, there has been some um, resistance to socialization and uh, the general decorum toward other people is uh, beginning to wane. We're discovering that, that our technological advances have contributed to some real impatience with one another in the social uh, forums. Um, I think this was because of the advent of the Internet. And I think that we've become a little bit more distant. When our daughters were young, it became a thing. It was this instant messaging that was really popular, I am. And it made its way into the homes of the young very quickly with a MySpace, I think it was. And, and I recall a couple of visits that I had to make to the principal's office at school, uh, because some boys online in instant messaging didn't realize the boundaries of what could and couldn't be said. And they, you know, they said some really ugly things online, even threatening things. And so we stepped in and we had to talk to the principal about that. Uh, you would think that we would learn from the old graffiti uh, in the bathroom stalls. You, remember, you might not remember that day, but back before we had any way to communicate things in writing, people used to go in bathroom stalls and write negative things about other people. Go see Susan. She's a slut. Here's her phone number. I mean, that's how we got back at people through writing in that day. You would think that we would have learned that when people are given a for forum or a format to say things about other people in writing, especially anonymously, that we are not going to be really, really good souls. We are going to become mean. And with that ability 
uh, society is going to pay a very, very, very high price. Now, this is nothing new. In 1930, the thinker, many people don't like his psychology, but the guy was very smart, Sigmund Freud. He wrote a book, and it was called Civilization and Its Discontents. This was 1930 he wrote this book, and he touched on, he even prophesied about the fact that technology is going to disrupt the human psyche so much that our civilization is going to be filled with discontent, that the human soul for kind interaction and interface with people live is going to start to suffer. Boy, did he call it. I get it. And to me, I don't think that the fallout is going to get any better. I'm certain that human beings will forever prey upon each other, whether we have technology or not. Uh, but uh, this show isn't too much interested in the world and its ways. Uh, much more interested in his ways and his world. This world, to me, is probably a foregone conclusion. We are going to be what we're going to be. And all of us are feeling the fallout from that uh, in our lives. But we are extremely interested in this show with Christianity and how Christians ought to live and operate and engage with the world around us as such. I don't want to stop short. I didn't want to be that guy on TV that was arguing and yelling and mocking people and being entertaining if there was something better. I want to go out to what's better and leave the past behind if it's not. So I have discovered, however, that in talking about Christianity and talking about beliefs and talking about perspectives, that frustrated souls have the ability to hide behind their screens. Frustrated souls, even people who call themselves Christians, are going into those bathroom stalls and they're writing, Sean McCraney's a whore. Or they're writing, you on this forum who's disagreeing with me, you're of Satan. And all the words that come out against each other. Years ago, and I'm talking years, I saw the light. Uh, because I got involved with social media for a brief instant and I realized what it was, what was at the core of it, uh, from my own soul and from the words of others. And so I started calling Facebook disgrace book and, uh, feeling that those things lent, uh, lended to the opposite of what Christians want to be about, which is contrition and humility and kindness and meekness and mercy and long-suffering and patience. And I was seeing on Disgrace Book and other formats the opposite. And I was seeing it promote pride and gossip and bragging and self and selfies and uh, right? So Realizing the value in being engaged with the platforms for promotion's sake. I know they have value when it comes to sharing news and getting things out there. Uh, we still chose to bow out from engaging in those uh, things, except for a few forays into social media, because I discovered in my, that my initial assessment was correct. 
it pretty much is a disgrace. It pretty much is, is just a disgrace. And of course, the freedom people have to involve themselves in these online exchanges is their own. I would never want to become a totalitarian state and remove people from the right. Everyone should have the right to write online what they want and to go into bathroom stalls and write what they want, except that's not their property, so it's a little bit different. But I would never suggest that people are wrong in engaging relative to God. That's their choice. But I would like to speak tonight really quickly about online Christianity, as it were, and how I think it ought to appear to the world without exception. And whenever possible, with God in our hearts, I think that whenever we have a, an opportunity, it gets hard. I mean, people are really, really mean. This really pushes us to the brink of our Christianity when someone is being a jerk to not come back. I cannot tell you how many times I've written something, erased it, written something, erased it. Written something, erased it. Because my initial responses are so vitriolic, so uh, tainted with the flesh in wanting to put somebody in their place, right? But we ought, in my estimation, seek to couch every response and every comment in the fruit of the Spirit. Patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, mildness, faith, modesty, self-control, purity. I'm calling the kettle black here. You know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the pot calling the kettle black. I have in my past and probably in my future failed, but I do know, and I do espouse and I try to present the alternative to where we have been to what can be. And that is what we are just talking about tonight. I get the mindset of justifying rudeness and downright mean attitudes toward others in the name of God, in the cause of God. I just read something that someone posted on our YouTube thing that called a guy who is, is an admitted atheist, this horrible name. He's just a godless, pathetic, whatever the person said, atheist, you know. And uh, I think that our piety and our arrogance is really overrunning what we ought to be when we try to use zealot-like words against people who have who differ with us and who aren't the same. I say this because those who are caught in the deception of uh, being mean online, they have to learn too. They have to grow. I've had to learn and I'm continuing to learn. So we have to express patience with people who are not kind and who are cutting and who are mean. I really believe many of them think that's what it means to be a man or that they're frustrated in their own lives. And so that gives them the opportunity to lash out at what's boiling up inside of them over all sorts of other things. I think that it makes some people feel superior that they can cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste scripture, put this much scripture in a, in a thing which no one's going to read, you know, uh, because we, we want to be seen as, as somebody who really does love God and, and, and wants to show that we know his word and we stand for him. But so 
don't get me wrong. You know, I love chapter and verse. We teach the Bible. We love the Lord God. We love all things. But I am now specifically talking to people who come on our little YouTube channel and they come on and they're just mean and they're just jerks and they, they pick on everybody and everything anyone says is wrong and they're correcting people constantly. Uh, C.S. Lewis said something really important and they use the Bible to do it. That's the other thing. They're constantly using the Bible. And if you question that, then you're not a lover of the Bible and you're inferior. All of this stuff is so evil in the sense of what it means to be a Christian. C.S. Lewis said, it is Christ himself, not the Bible. It is Christ himself, not the Bible, who is the true word of God. We must not use the Bible as a sort of encyclopedia out of which a text can be taken to use as weapons. You know, and I'm thinking of one guy, he's just relentlessly on there using the written word to correct everybody and, to, you know, cut and paste. And it's okay. You can be um, exposed. You can be weak. You can be without all the answers with us. You don't have to correct everybody constantly on everything. Because we really don't know. None of us. I know you believe you know. We're going to try to love you along the way. All of you who do this and have done that. But I'm just trying to, to, to speak to the passage. God says, the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. You know, you are not seen as a, as a manly man because you're constantly correcting everybody. You're seen as a jerk. So let's try Let's try. I mean, if I can bring anything to the table of, of the faith, it's to encourage people to try to love each other in word and deed as Christians. If we can't do that, then all the rest of it, all the doctrinal stuff's irrelevant. If you can't simply communicate with people in love, does God expect his children to run about rudely inflicting biblical opinions upon others? Is that what God really wants? Do you believe he wants that? Is there honor in a Christian being insulting and, and aggressive and rude and snippy in Jesus' name? Does the Lord want or even appreciate people in their lives who are sarcastic at every turn? You know, someone, this guy says he's an atheist online today and he just gets ripped apart. Come on. When are, when are we going to show atheists that we have something better that they should want? Is it more important to be right on a subject relative to God or to be loving towards those who differ with us? How you answer that question is going to say a lot about your walk. And I know in response to this, we're going to get the people who are going to cite words in ink and they're going to cut and paste they're going to say, I'm promoting a humanist view of Christianity and all these things. But if our Christianity can't be applied to humans, do you think God thinks, that's, thinks that that is the right way? You know, it has to be applicable to human beings, people that we exchange and engage with. Our videos have a handful of people who, enjoying the freedom to say what they want, 
I don't, Wendy doesn't block them. We don't, we don't edit them. We don't cut them off. We let them say what they want are really off-putting. And if you're one of them, you know, be off-putting on another place that might enjoy that. But our, our thing, you know, consider, be respectful. I'm asking you personally to just be kind. You can disagree. Yeah, I don't really agree with that, brother. However, uh, you can. It's hard, I know. But we're trying to produce something that's kinder, that's better, that isn't as mean. Um, I think that when the governments decide to step in and ramp up hate speech laws and stuff like that, these sorts might see it as a badge of honor to still be rude and warmongers. Um, but I just suggest that we try to be kinder, more of the fruit of the Spirit, no matter what our beliefs are. And uh, I just want to do a show on that. Consider it. Let the Spirit move you. You're responsible for your decisions. But I thought we'd just do a quick show on it. Uh, it's not easy. It's probably not even entirely possible for us because we're human. But cling to Him. Try to walk by the fruit of the Spirit. You're not alone in your efforts, and they will be applauded by those who are here, who are trying to get along and not hurt other souls.